The book was better. It's fine. It's enough. Should be enough. Hopefully it's enough. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Book Was Better podcast. I am Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Collette. Sorry, I just turned my microphone up a little bit. I think I got bumped, and so it was, like, super quiet, and that's why. Cool. Love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome, everybody, to the final episode the concluding episode of our percy jackson series um a, a recap we're excited to to have you all listen to this one because we will be joined by some very special and fun guests in this episode yeah this is a a new format um we're <laughs> collabing with multiple podcasts all in one episode which is really fun but also this is our first time doing it. So I don't know how smooth everything will kind of flow, but hopefully it's still enjoyable it's to listen be, to. It's going to be some hodgepodge things together, but it'll be fun. Don't judge too harshly if things yet don't maybe I'm going to do my best in like post right in editing to make everything as seamless and like the same volume and like everything. Um, but yeah, we did do a bunch of different recording sessions. And if you're watching the, this on video form on YouTube, that'll be very obvious because we are in different clothing like every single time. Yeah, we look, and we look different. super different all <laughs> over the place. Speaking of YouTube, though, if you didn't, um, if you don't follow us on social media, we are working on uh, starting to post to YouTube this year. So the first uh, Percy Jackson episode, the one that we just did uh, a few weeks ago will be up this next week. Uh, so if you like watching podcasts, I know I personally do. Um, so if you are like me and like to have the video up as well, that will be up next week. Uh, and then the rest to follow after that. Yeah. So we're we're testing it. Yeah, it's, we're figuring it out. It's, it's new, but uh, we are very excited to get going on this special recap of the, the Percy Jackson and the Olympians series, the season one uh, on Disney Plus. So um, some fun guests will be joined with today. We will be speaking with Mike Schubert from The Newest Olympian. We will be talking with uh, Taylor and Kimi from Kiwi and the Bird. And we will be talking with Stefan Devin from We Ship It. So three podcasts that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Big fans of all of those. And so if you're not already familiar with all three of those, we will have details of each in like the description. Uh, and they will also give their details a little bit in their segments. So any other announcements before we get into it? Um, I don't think so. I guess, uh, if, you know, this is a bit of a longer episode, 
So get comfy, grab some tea or some hot chocolate and a book. Get your laundry that you've been waiting to fold. Yes. (laughs) And then just hunker down and get all of it folded while you listen. There you go. Or if you have like a long commute, break it up, you know, between going to work and back from work. Whatever works. That's how I listen to my podcasts. Yeah, it's on drives. So, um, but definitely because this is new for us format, and of course, doing this long of an episode, we haven't done this long, I think, since our Harry Potter ones at the beginning. Uh, definitely yeah. go follow us on social media at TBWD Podcast and give us some feedback because we are amateurs, as we've said many a time. Yes. We're learning as we go, and we definitely love getting your feedback to kind of figure out what we're doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, so that's all I can uh, think of. We always appreciate the feedback. Okay, I will introduce our first guest. Uh, so the newest Olympian is a podcast covering the journey of Mike Schubert, a grown man who has never read a single page of a Percy Jackson novel. Each week, he is joined by longtime Percy Jackson fans to cover the plot, take stabs at what happens next, and nerd out over Greek mythology. Whether you're looking for an excuse to finally read these books or want to reread an old favorite with a digital book club, grab your blue chocolate chip cookies and listen along. You might also recognize Mike as the host of Potterless, which was a similar podcast that he did with... um, He, as a grown man, had also never read the Harry Potter books and also has a really fun podcast about that. So um, without further ado, here is our thoughts with Mike. Taylor, your clap was weak, but that's okay. I'm holding holding a baby. baby. (laughs) I'm doing my best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, welcome, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us today and talking a little bit more about the Percy Jackson TV series. We've been a big fan of yours for a long time, so we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Um, We just really are excited to get your perspective a little bit, especially as someone who has only just recently kind of dived into uh, Percy Jackson as an adult. So um, excited to see maybe how your thoughts maybe differ from ours, where we read them for the first time when we were 14. So the appropriate age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess we'll just start with the first question that we're, we're curious is how did you feel about the series as an adaptation from the book? I thought it was good. I thought it was well done. I know that there are some difficulties that come along with adapting anything and especially adapting for eight episodes that they seem to be trying to keep to a shorter length. But I feel Mm -hmm. like it was well done. I feel like any of the changes made all served a purpose, whether that was to fit the structure that they had or to try to bring in some themes that go across the whole series back into the first book slash season. 
but I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was well made. I thought all the casting choices were top notch. The scoring was good. Like truly, I loved all of it. If there was one thing I wanted more of, it would have been comedy. But I feel like Rick has already yes. commented about how if he could do it over again, he'd make it a little funnier. But I also can understand why they would want to make, you know, really set the foundation of the series. So overall, I really liked it. I thought it was great. And it's especially nice in comparison to the previous adaptations. So just the fact that it was <laughs> faithful and good and thoughtfully done, I enjoyed it. And I think it's great. Good. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you make a good point, too, with it's awesome that the author has been so involved in it. Because, yeah, as soon as any of the fans have any sort of concern, Rick is normally right there like, yeah, about that. <laughs> Here's my explanation. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a good point. I didn't think of that, really. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that, like you said, the comedy is definitely something I'm hoping now that they've been renewed for season two. So excited about that. <laughs> um, that they'll kind of weave that into season two a little bit more, especially because the whole thing with the next one having, you know, Grover in the wedding dress, like there's so much opportunity for comedy. And so I'm really excited to see how that goes. Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity for comedy. I think there's also like I'd have to look at just like the amount of things done in the book. But the first book feels like there's lots of little things happening, like beginning Percy stuff, going to camp, Medusa, the Arch, Krusty, Ares, mm -hmm. Waterland, the Underworld, Hades, the fight with Ares, back to Olympus. Like that's 11 things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sea of yeah. Monsters. <laughs> sea of Monsters is more like go to Coro go to Polyphemus, big picture, and then like pit stop at Circe, pit stop with Scylla and Charybdis. And is that Getting it? back? It's way more streamlined, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think by having fewer like individual things where it's like, we got to do this, we got to do that, we got to do this, that should allow for more of two things that I would love to see jokes and stuff. And then also like Percy and Annabeth's friendship developing a little bit more. I feel like that happened mm -hmm. a lot in the second book when they're just like alone on a boat for a long amount of time. <laughs> so I feel, Oh, I guess the sirens, that's another one. But like, oh, I think yeah. there's enough opportunities for them to start bringing in some of those things that people were hoping there would be more of. So I'm not worried. And I also would imagine being renewed. Maybe we'll get, 10 episodes or longer episodes, especially with some of the actors be becoming more older than 18. So it's easier to film for longer yeah. periods yeah. of time now. I, I, I think that we'll probably have a lot of those concerns washed away. Yeah, that's and I think also looking at it, the of the series, at least this first Percy Jackson and the Olympian series, not considering the second book series, but in this one. Mm -hmm. This first book is the longest book, which is actually hmm. kind of it, it's very different when when you look at the Harry Potter series or even like the Twilight series. Right. Like some of these other um, multi book, like more than three. Right. It's not right. a trilogy. There's a lot. The books tend to get longer. And in this one, the first book is the longest book. So I never knew that. That's interesting. I would have thought it would have been book five, but hmm, OK, book five might be the closest I think so. Uh, at least it, at I think book five right has there, the most <laughs> chapters, but, you know, maybe mm -hmm. the chapters themselves are shorter. Yeah. Page length wise, like the first hmm. book is hefty compared okay. to some of the other ones. So so I, that's a good thing. Yeah. Looking forward, hopefully them being renewed and 
Yeah, here's hoping more comedy and stuff in, in season two. I'm excited. Yeah. We were we were like, how has it not been renewed yet? What is going on? These actors yeah. are just getting older. They're not going to pass as 13. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to see if I can ask any of the people that I've been fortunate enough to talk to with production, like what went on there, if they can even say anything. But like I heard from someone that I think it got like announced at like some Disney quarterly meeting or something oh. that they were doing it. And then they announced it. So I don't know. I, I so don't they know. had to I wait. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm so out on like knowing any of those things. I'm also like not a huge TV guy, so I don't know like any of how any of this works. So yeah. as far as <laughs> like is, renewals yeah. and stuff, I have no idea. People are asking me as it's funny because because I have done some things with the production people. Like I get instances where people think I'm like way more important than I am. I've gotten multiple <laughs> emails where like, hello, how do I audition for the role of Thalia? And be like, beats me, man. But good luck. Like, good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> wow you're like hey thanks for like the little brush of my ego like i'm feeling great can't help you there though yeah, so good luck I, friend <laughs> look i all i too would love to audition to be thalia but i, yes, I don't know where to start <laughs> like that'd be fantastic they've gone but, in a different direction <laughs> yeah well and especially bit. with it being an exclusively streamed tv show right like you don't have windows that you have to fit into or ad right. breaks right like all these things that you'd have to worry about with like a traditional tv series mm -hmm. that yeah I, i'm totally lost on it as well so yeah so we'll see but yeah i'm hoping we get a little bit more stuff and and maybe it's something where like making a season two is easier because like a lot of things are already in place you know maybe yeah. they can do it either quicker or they can do more because it's like well we don't have to find all of these roles we just you know that process is all done and Who's this? And I but imagine I they're like more two. comfortable yeah. with each other. So hopefully they can kind of just ease right into it. Totally. Especially if you're bringing back the same kind of people from like crew and production and all that. Like it's one of those yeah. things where maybe you can just, you know, have that familiarity and then work goes a little quicker so that you can spend more time where it's like, all right, we have more time to dedicate towards like making the CGI look perfect. We have more time for doing this and that and the other thing. Yeah. Yep. True. I mean, fingers crossed, right? That's all we can say at this point. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you go. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> so for the lap. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> for the next question, um, we're just going to go into, for the show specifically, did you have a favorite part or a favorite scene that you just like thought that they totally nailed? I think if we're going for a serious answer to this question, I would say everything with the Luke and Percy confrontation in episode eight because mm -hmm. it was first off just beautifully shot it was also very thematically full circle in that you know where they were fighting is where they were training earlier in the episode which chronologically and like order of events was like very very early and then also just the fight itself was cool like the fight choreography was very cool and then on top of that, just we get to see some classic stuff in the books that wasn't necessarily super present, mainly the Percy figuring stuff out on his own, which I know some people were upset that he didn't get to do a lot of that in the series. So for him to really piece together the prophecy there was cool. And, you know, we get to see our first look at Backbiter. We get to see a whole mm. bunch of cool stuff. But then even on top of that, they switch it from the book where they have Annabeth witnessing all of it. So... It's just something that is very cool. It's a scene we all know, but they've switched it a little bit to kind of change some of the implications, make things a little less hokey, like with the 
deadly scorpion showing up. So I really, really enjoyed that scene. That had me the most hyped for future seasons because it's like, oh, okay, like they know exactly what they're doing because this was incredible. And the whole season has been building to this. Silly answer, them leaving the parking lot in episode six. No <laughs> notes, 10 out of 10. So funny, perfectly done, perfectly acted, executed, stunt dry, stunt driven, you know, visual effects with the sparks flying. Literally every aspect of it was perfect and it was great. And I want more comedic moments like that in season two. Yeah. I still think season one had a good chunk of them, but there can always be more. Well, and that scene specifically, too, for that being a difference from the book, right? Like that, they don't steal Hermes t taxi in the book. Nope. But that was a difference that I do think added a level of comedy that was needed. And mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. I watched that scene for the first time and I was just laughing out loud like it was the best. It's <laughs> really funny. Yeah. And I love that that comedic scene is like just as well shot as the dramatic scene. Like they definitely put yes. just as much effort into both. The, you can tell that they put so much care. And I got to speak with Jet Wilkinson, who directed that episode as well as episode eight. Like the amount of care put into, say, the conversation with Zeus on Olympus has the same amount mm -hmm. of care as that parking lot scene has the same of, has the same amount of care as the shot of the blue pancakes on the plate with the blueberries like they all it's it's just every single scene is treated with equal weight. And it's fantastic, especially when it's a funny scene. Yeah. Well, but I think the the serious scenes, um, again, even though they might be a little bit different, I think I liked where you touched on the implications a little bit different with Annabeth being a witness versus yeah. just hearing about it later with every I, and I didn't think about it that way because mm -hmm. initially I, at my first go about I was just like, what the heck is Annabeth doing? There? Yeah. But then <laughs> thinking about it on the back end. Yeah, it's like, OK. He now doesn't have to like f everybody loves Luke. Everybody trusts Luke. It basically became a, well, I was the only one there. It's my word against, but now you've added Annabeth as like an eyewitness. Here's yeah. it's, a, it's a stronger implication and, and different. It there. It's also going to change a lot of the dynamics between Annabeth and Luke's relationship. I think this is probably an example of what Rick had said, which is if he could do it all over again, what changes would he make? The show's allowing him to, make good on that sort of concept mm -hmm. i feel like what they are doing here is they're kind of getting rid of the whole like luke annabeth crush situation yeah. which i think i think was always fine like i had no issue with it in the books until like the last olympian it got kind of weird with the whole like did you love me thing just because of the age difference and her still being like only 16 like then it got kind of weird it's like in his 20 yeah. yeah like yeah that's it's not, like a seven great. eight year age difference i didn't like right. that yeah so it's something that I feel isn't super necessary. And it's also harder to do in a show because a lot of Percy's jealousy about that, which is super normal, a lot of his jealousy is internal monologue only. So yeah. it's tough to make Percy not look like a jerk or like someone who voices his thoughts out loud, which always is strange uh, or they'd have to put in a bunch of narration. So like I can see why they're just getting rid of that. They seem to with what you saw in episode two with Luke explicitly saying she's my little sister and then and now with Annabeth seeing this, so she's probably not going to have the whole like, oh, I still like him. I still trust him, blah, blah, blah thing. I feel like yeah. they've just gone in a different direction with their relationship. I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it's just going to be different. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to see what they do with it. I find it fascinating. I just who knows what exactly is in store, but it has me really excited. Yeah, definitely. Great perspective, I think, when it comes to, hey, it might be different, but still good. <laughs> 
That's and that's that's like always been my perspective when they were making the changes in the show. People, you know, at least I didn't really see this until I, I didn't really see it until I made like a reel about the song choice of levitating in episode six, and it like got into normal regular Percy Jackson algorithm stuff. And you know, it was kind of like a joking thing where I was like, I know everyone wanted poker face, but here's why levitating makes sense. And I did this thing about like you know the year it was filmed and all the things of why it fits and the lyrics of levitating make sense and blah blah blah. But then like people in the comments just started like complaining about episode six, and I was like, this is not what this post is about like this is a joke not clearly but people are, like, you know, people are like oh what's the if the deadline is passed like what's the importance of you know so people yeah. are just like getting so upset about all these things and then i realized like oh wait is, is everyone just not universally loving the show uh and, <laughs> and then i got like into some under not that i got into them but i saw some like discourse discussions and yes. stuff and for so much of it it's funny that people are getting like really upset about those changes for example like the four pearls and the deadline being passed it's like just just wait like let's see what they do like anytime there was a change whether it was within an episode or in between there were some times where i saw the changes so i was like mm, i don't know like when they changed medusa yeah. like right away they know what who medusa is and she says like i'm medusa i was like i don't know but then by the end of the episode i was like oh they had to do that to do what they did with medusa and i like what they did with medusa so i'll take it lotus casino same kind of thing i was upset that they knew right away what it was but then you see what they actually do in the episode and by the end you're like okay bringing in hermes and bringing in that story into season one is worth the trade-off of they kind of know what the Lotus is anyway. It's not, a, you know, it's not a huge deal. So mm -hmm. that's always been my perspective is just like, let's see what they do. And then we can get upset about it afterwards. But <laughs> I, I think that that change is going to be interesting. And I feel like I haven't seen a lot of negativity about that. So maybe now that the full season went through and people realize like, oh, everything kind of got resolved. Maybe mm -hmm. it's okay. So maybe we'll let this Annabeth change play out before play we out. You know, yeah. grab our pitchforks and everything. Yeah, it's hard because like with our podcast, obviously, we're supposed to like analyze the differences. And so we always are mm -hmm. like trying to come across like we don't hate it. We're just being yeah. really nitpicky on purpose. Sure. <laughs> really and, and I also think there's like a difference between just like identifying a difference and then disliking it. Like, I think, you know, just bringing up the differences is a completely different thing than saying like they changed this and it's bad. Uh, and it's know, bad. I yeah. Think yeah, you can. And I think that's a I fun mean, thing. We about do make that judgment call sometimes, too. Sure. Yes, and that's totally <laughs> valid. I think it's totally valid. But I feel like with some adaptations, it's just a matter of like telling something differently. And I think mm -hmm. and we'll get into this when we answer or at least when I answer the question of was the book better? I just think there's certain things you can do in a book and there's certain things you do in a show. Like if you there's certain times if you try to write a either a TV show or a movie like a book, it's awful. Like, watch the second Crimes of Grindelwald movie. Like, it's so bad because J.K. Rowling does not know how to screenwrite. She wrote the script like a book, and it sucks. It drags. Yeah. It's so bad. There's so much exposition. It's so boring. Like, you can't do things the same way. Sometimes mm -hmm. certain things are better and certain things are worse in different medium, and that's just, like, the nature of art. Oh, definitely. Well, and especially when it comes to we mention this frequently on our show because so many popular books are written in that first person perspective. Mm -hmm. And it is impossible to capture that on film unless you do. Yeah. Have like a, a narrator like monologuing throughout yeah. the whole thing. And yeah. that just doesn't work on film. And, like, right. I, I, I wish there was an example of a movie that really did that. So all these people complaining on TikTok, like 
try watching that because I've never seen yeah. it, but it just sounds terrible. It sounds well, at that miserable. Point, it's like, listen to the audiobook. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. There, some of the complaints I saw, there's this like TikTok where this guy was like explaining all these things about like what he wanted. And he's literally just like, you're complaining that this TV show is in a book. Like, just read the yeah. book. Like, yeah. <laughs> just read the book. Oh, that's funny. Um, well, I guess that kind of leading into our next question of we'll just read the book to get everything you want. Was there anything you wanted from the book mm. to be shown on screen that wasn't necessarily? Hmm. I don't think there was anything left on the table where I was like, seriously, genuinely like, oh, man, this wasn't in like there were goofy things like Darren not showing up and stuff like that. But nothing like genuinely that I was upset that didn't make it. I guess the only thing I was like disappointed in was the Aries fight in the book just in my brain was way cooler because of all the background stuff. Like I thought the fight was still awesome, but in the book you've got like the police cars and the explosions and the pedestrians and the civilians watching, like there's all this other stuff. So I missed out on that a little bit, but for the most part, I feel like everything was there. I think I didn't realize this until I did an episode of the New Olympian where I was talking to folks who hadn't read the book about, did you still enjoy the show and stuff like that? And both of those folks, one person had seen the movies, one person had seen nothing. Both oh, of them wow. were okay. both of them were confused about certain things about like why are they leaving camp at the end of the summer if camp is supposed to be the safe space, not understanding the deal with the blue food, things like that. It's like, oh, okay. So there there were like a fair amount of things that you don't really get. And I think in the case of the blue food, like it doesn't really matter. But in the case of why are they leaving camp like that is a bigger question. I think the mm -hmm. show still did a good job of taking a lot of the things that Percy learned at camp for those couple of chapters where he's just like going to class and training and stuff and bringing it into other things like how Grover and Aries talked about how the gods kind of suck and some other things like that. But I still feel like there could have been more things brought in. That's just a nature of like a, a TV show where you're trying to appeal to new viewers like they got to get things going sooner so it's understandable that they made those changes but if there's anything i feel like the that was lacking having more of that context i think is cool but again mm -hmm. this is just like it's easier to world build in a book because you can be more patient whereas a tv show like people will just stop reading or people will just stop watching after episode two if they're not going on the quest by the first couple minutes of episode three uh, that's a good point. Um, and that's something that uh, I haven't everybody I've talked to who's seen who's watched the show. They've all read the books. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I don't know really anybody who yeah. hasn't read the books, even if it's been a long time since they read them. Um, mm -hmm. They all still have some context um, that, yeah, I think it thinking back on it now. Yeah, I just oh, yeah, blue food. Great. I'm so right. glad they included that. And then now mm -hmm. I'm thinking back. I'm like, do they ever really explain the never blue said food? It. I don't never think said they it. do. But it, like, it doesn't <laughs> super matter. But like the camp thing is valid. And and to be fair, the people I interviewed, like the only thing that they were confused about, because I explicitly asked them, like, did you ever feel lost? The only thing they were confused about is like, if camp is the safe space, why are they leaving? And I was like, yeah, that's a, yeah. a very valid question because they didn't really get <laughs> into the monster smell, like a little bit of the monster smell, but they didn't get into the like, why are they here? Why are they leaving? They didn't get into like mm -hmm. there being protectors all over at multiple schools and stuff like that. And and I do I wonder see if we'll why get it that. was cut. Yeah. I wonder if they'll explain it a bit more in the second season with them like being away. If maybe they'll like mention, hey, make sure you're doing this stuff because, you know, yeah. 
you're away from camp or whatever. I imagine they will. And I'm also curious if they're going to bring in some things that were left behind, like Nectar and Ambrosia just were not in season one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the grand scheme of it, like not super important in season one, but like pretty important in season book five, because there's (laughs) a lot of times where they're taking like a lot and then it's like, oh, you can't take anymore. So I wonder if they'll do a thing where it's like, oh, this quest is harder, Percy, like take this or (laughs) stuff like that. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get to do a little bit more of that stuff because we'll get another camp episode, at least one. So yeah. maybe they'll get to like bring in some of those other things, maybe even bring in some of those characters like Argus didn't show up. And maybe right. we get that more was something Mr. I D personally was sad about. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get it. Kids show guy made of eyeballs. Mm, not going to not uh, that might terrify some people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm intrigued to see how they do it. Maybe he wears long sleeves and pants and a turtleneck. And that's what I kind of figured because <laughs> he like was driving right like a, he was like a car driver. Right. And, like I just yeah. thought it was funny. Where it was like, oh, the eye on the back of his neck winked at me after I said, <laughs> right. Like, again, it added some of the humor that right. was kind of missing. But yeah, yeah. So. I, I can understand also uh, that was as we talked about a lot of differences. We were <laughs> like, yeah, but that's a little violent. So it is a TV show. I get why they wouldn't want to maybe put that on screen for a right. kid show. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's something that I hope more people understand is that like at the end of the day, like this is a kid's show. People are like, oh, Medusa's head being under the invisibility thing. We didn't get to see it. It's like, well, it's a kid's show. Like (laughs) there's no, there's no blood in the whole season. Like you see Icker, Mm -hmm. not blood. And then people get cuts, but they're never like bleeding. And I'm sure that that's a a TV rating thing. And I think that's just the nature of like, that's what happens. Like people complain about Star Wars movies, kids movies. People complain about Doctor Who, a kid's show. Like these are all kids shows. We're just older now. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, hi, we're, these are still middle grade novels. Like that's right. who these books were written for. <laughs> right. So yeah. the show is going to be the same. <laughs> right. I would love to, cause I, I haven't talked to a lot of people whose kids are watching the show, but from the like four people I know whose kids are watching it, all four, like the kids love it. Like I have a friend who has, I think he's 12 and then like a son who's 12 and then a daughter who's eight. And she's like, they keep asking me to replay the episodes all the time. All the all the time. I was Perfect. Like, yeah. Yes, Perfect age group. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Like at the end of the day, yeah. there's many audiences for the show. I think kids is probably the most important because now like and from one of my other friends, like he said his son is now reading all of the books because of the show. And like that's awesome. That's cool. If it's working for kids, great. If some gr- old adults are grumpy that they didn't see a particular thing. Boohoo. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> yeah, the show is for you, but like, let's th- think of not. the children. Think of the yeah. children. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's a really good point. And that's something that I will try and use to check myself going forward, too. Where it's like, it's for kids. It's yeah, for kids. Like, it's something that I only like realized after years of doing Potterless because I had all the gripes and complaints and all this stuff. And it, it's something only recently when I started doing the News Olympian, when I was reading the books, I think the first thing I was really brought to me about this was like the cell phones not working thing like that's such a cop out to make them not have to worry about cell phones but you know what it makes the book better so like who cares you know like just 
yeah like just take it like it doesn't matter right. <laughs> like sometimes you got to take a step back and be like all right does this make the thing i'm consuming better then yeah like you started a sequel video game and it's like how did spider-man forget how to do all these things because if you just have all the things the game's it not as much not fun. fun yeah, yeah come it's, on. you have to have a certain level of that suspension of disbelief right that they totally right. It's just like recognizing what you're doing. It's like when people watch like a Marvel show where people are literally superheroes and they're like, well, the physics of this wouldn't make sense. It's like, okay, like man bit by radioactive spider is okay, but you draw the yeah. line at this thing physics. wouldn't have the right leverage. Like, come on. The math isn't mathing. Who cares? It's fantasy. Like, uh, good, good points that I think lead then into our final question here unless you have any other comments or questions about that taylor no, no sorry i was muted <laughs> sorry okay. <laughs> okay well then yeah that leads us to uh, the age-old question as we we meant we mentioned it on our podcast of just the final question here of was the book better it's tough i think i think i'm going to say Yes, but I think part of it is like stuff I already mentioned that like book stuff, show stuff, it's different. I I don't think that means the show is bad, but I just feel like given the particular restrictions that they had to deal with, like the story, I just found a little more captivating in the book. There's also the bias of having consumed the book first, but I think the book was a little better just because it had more breathing room to tell the whole story. The show did feel a little fast paced, but I think that's just like the nature of the beast. So I will give it to the book just because I feel like it is a story that works better in a time in like a, a format or just the way the story is told works better if there is more time. And it feels like the book had more time than the show had. So that's what I will say. But I still think the show is really good and really fun. Well, and to that point, something that hopefully future seasons can fix, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Where, yeah, maybe they'll give the next season or next couple seasons more episodes or lengthier episodes. Yeah, that was something that did surprise me was that, like, I think the longest episode was still only 38 minutes long or something like it yeah. wasn't. I think the finale was like 46 if you include all the other stuff. And okay. so I think it's like just hitting probably at like 40, 41 minutes. I'm like, trying like, like subtracting all of the very lengthy Disney plus credits because they do right. the credits in like mm -hmm. seven different languages. Like right. <laughs> you <laughs> might subtract all of that out. Mm -hmm. Um you know, compared to, right, like if you look at Disney Plus's other, what I'd say very successful original, which is The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, man, the episode lengths of The Mandalorian are crazy. Like they have episodes that are almost an hour long. Some sure. that are only like 40 minutes, right? Like there's a bigger range. Yeah. That like, I think you can tell more story when you allow yourself that flexibility. Yeah, I think that's also adult actor show for adults True. as opposed to kid actor show for kids. Because one of the people that I had on my podcast just to talk about like the overall stuff he has a 10 year old and he said that like this is the perfect runtime for kids like anything longer mm -hmm. than that is something that they might not want to watch or you might have to break it up into multiple parts so I'd be interested I don't know if there's any other Disney plus series that's like this where it is 
aimed at children and the actors are children. And I wonder what the runtime is for a TV show whose target audience is supposed to be like ages like 10 to 14. So, yeah, you have to think about attention spans, too. I guess I hadn't really considered that because like for me as an adult. Yeah, I'm like, give me two hours. Honestly, I would watch it. But yeah, a 12 year old, they're like. Let's let's get through it. Let's well, get but, to the but cool they can part. sit through an hour and a half long movie. You know what I no, mean? They so can't I always. My... <laughs> they can't always. <laughs> okay. True. Touche. <laughs> I think. I, yeah, points. I just I would have to just like talk to more parents of kids like that in, age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. To specifically be like, is there a difference? Because maybe with the movie, it's like it's more hyped up of like we are going to watch a movie as opposed to like we're going to watch eight episodes of a TV show like every single week. Yeah, so I don't know. And it's I'm like you're sure. getting the conclusion of the movie at the end of that hour and a half. Whereas in the show, it's like that's true. Cliffhanger, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. <laughs> you got to wait mm-hmm. to get the conclusion. Totally. So true. I don't know. It, it's an interesting thing. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the next season even if they're not as long, I feel like it would be more episodes and then that's fine. Like, I, yeah, I'd I, be happier with more true. episodes, even if they were only a half hour long. Totally. Like, I think I think season one, if you just have 10 episodes instead of eight, like you can add in a good amount of stuff and it's totally fine. They could spend like a little oh, yeah. more time at camp and some of the quest stuff can feel a little less rushed. So we'll see what they do. But. I don't know. I, I I agree that in a in a magical world where all of us Percy Jackson fans like, yeah, we would take we would take 12, 38 minute episodes or, yeah. or 12, yeah. 38 hour episodes. Like we yeah. would all be totally Whatever fine takes. with yeah. the longest amount of content like we super fans will take it. But, you know, just the reality is this show is trying to appeal to fans of the books, everyone and people who've never heard of the series and adults and kids. You know, it's it's they're trying to make a lot of people happy. Right. And if you try to make a lot of people happy, you're not going to make anyone super happy. It's always it's always a balance with anything like whether that is TV shows, podcasts, like it's always hard to do something that is going to to check every single audience box. I feel like this show did probably about as good of a job as you can expect. And I I am excited to see what they do now with future seasons and known success and maybe more funding. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's the exciting thing that we know that was been renewed. So, yeah, now we can mm-hmm. just look forward with anticipation. So. Yes, totally. <laughs> but any lingering final thoughts you'd like to share? Oh, man, probably not. You can just listen to all my lingering thoughts in the yeah, nine episodes say. and then all the interviews yeah. since I did. Speaking of which, so, where yeah, can people uh, find you? What do you have going on? Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, I mean, if you want to listen to my Percy Jackson podcast, it's called The News Olympian. I'm not sure if your intro covered this, but it's basically me going through the series for the very first time. I never read them as a kid. So it's me going through the first five books, the spinoff books, and then I did the first movie, then a bunch of stuff about the TV show. And then now coming out in the future will be episodes about the second movie, the musical. And then I'm finally getting into Heroes of Olympus, which I'm very excited about. I'm really stoked. I know legitimately nothing about what happens in them. So that's very exciting. I just know there's like new friends. So yeah. I very much look forward <laughs> yes. to it. So you can, A Roman you perspective. Can, <laughs> yeah, you can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts by searching for The Newest Olympian, or you can go to our website 
website, which is thenewsolympian.com. And then for me personally, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at shub17, S-C-H-U-B-E-S-1-7. And then my website is S-C-H-U-B.E-S. And that's got info about all the other podcasts that I make because I do a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, any, if any of our, I mean, we know a lot of our listeners are also Harry Potter fans. So <laughs> I first discovered um, Mike through his Potterless podcast, which was him going through the Harry Potter series for the first time as an adult. So also a great listen if you guys haven't checked that out yet. Yeah. I recommend it as well as all of his Percy Jackson stuff. So yeah, no, it's a, it was a fun one and it is, you get to hear me slowly go from guy doing this for fun to guy doing this SI job to it's my job now. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything gets slowly better as it goes. Yeah. Uh, but with the new Olympiad, I was professional from the start. So quality <laughs> top notch from episode zero. Well, that, is, that is certainly helpful. Once you have some experience under your belt, we know, oh, we know gosh. that all too well. So yeah, I like growth. It's, it's, that's part of the fun of listening to some podcasts that have, you know, you just get to see people slowly get better at it as it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people, Definitely. And you We're can all hear learning. people. Oh, you hear yeah. people get better at it because <laughs> the quality gets better. And the, yeah, <laughs> everything, everything. Yes. But yeah, we appreciate you so much for joining us. And um, yeah, just thank you again. We've had a lot of fun. Hopefully you enjoyed your time as well. I did. And Thanks for having me. No, this is great. I really appreciate you reaching out. I, I love the concept of, you know, comparing the different types of media. Um, I guess I don't know if you've already answered this on your show previously before talking to me. Are, where do you two stand on was the book better versus the show? Oh, we're we're very heavily in the team book, but okay. yeah. <laughs> but we Super we're valid. coming from I right like the nostalgia. I remember it's so reading hard to get it as the books from. came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the nostalgia. And we've the reread it, it so much. Head. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's totally. It is. The TV show is so much better than the movies that had come out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And and in general, still very enjoyable. And like my oldest is only six, but she's into them. It was fun being able to watch something that like I really enjoyed and she enjoyed a lot too, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still totally love the show. I'll rewatch the show. I'm super stoked for the second season. But like the book is just so near and dear to my heart. I can't. No, I Say totally get anything's it. Anything's better. <laughs> <laughs> totally get it. I totally get it. So it's fun though. Taylor Taylor loves the books even more than I do. So <laughs> Yes, I went I went on a whole I almost went to Rome for college to study like classical history and mythology and it, these books really shaped my life. So <laughs> That's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. Oh, so I mean we're we're passionate book readers over here, though. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Look, I totally get it. And uh, I, you know, well, I, I have you had an instance where you said the book was not better so far? We've had a couple. We've had we've had a couple like equal footing where I couldn't in good faith say one was better than the other. Okay. Right. Like we did um, like I love the Great Gatsby book. Mm-hmm. But the newest ver- movie also mm. was just, I feel like, so well done. I I couldn't say one was better than the other. I just like both of them for their own merits. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully we can get there with Percy Jackson, where like yes. it would be very cool yes. if the future seasons are just like, I love them both. They are just different. I think that would mm-hmm. be really cool. 
And I definitely That's like cool. see the potential. Like with this one, it was yeah. close. I was like, and by itself, like if I'm not being over analytical, I love this show. I will rewatch it again and again. Mm-hmm. We'll show my kids as they get older, like love the show. But the nostalgic book lover in me is like, it's not perfect. <laughs> That's like not a yeah. good <laughs> expectation to have. <laughs> yeah, Perfection or nothing. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, not realistic not realistic expectations so no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but um we again we appreciate you taking the time uh to record with us and um i know that you are busy being on tour right now and everything so yeah, yeah. it just means a lot that you take the time out of your day to to chat with us about yeah. something that is fun for us and looks like it's been fun for you to experience too so <laughs> yeah it's been cool thanks for having me i really appreciate it and yeah that thanks anyone for listening as well All right. Well, we hope you guys all enjoyed listening in on Mike's thoughts. We are going to keep it moving right along here. And next up, we are joined by Kiwi and the Bird, which is a book podcast hosted by Kimi, who is Kiwi, and Taylor, the Bird. Um, And they introduce readers to a myriad of books and authors. Their glowing reviews and recommendations are filled with humor, existential crises, and indistinguishable sound effects. We have recorded with them before with We Ship It podcast, and they are a lot of fun. So we hope that you guys enjoy listening to their thoughts next. Hi, we are so excited to have you guys on the podcast, Kiwi and the Bird. We've been a big fan. For those of you who um, haven't listened, we did already collaborate with them one time, but not on our podcast. We collaborated with them and did a like battle of the ships over on We Ship It's podcast. Um, but welcome. We're so excited to have you guys join us today. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. We're very excited for this episode. Recap, lots of things that could potentially be brought up and be talked about here. And however you guys want to alternate who answers first or whatnot, we've just got a couple questions to kind of go through. But we'll start with just overall, how did you feel about the series as an adaptation from the book? Want to go first? Maybe you do because you're sexier. No, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) Um, If I'm just looking at it as an adaptation, I think it did fairly well in terms of keeping true to the books and like what the books were trying to convey. I know that going from book to screen, it's very difficult to keep all of the details and all the little nuances within the plot and with all of the character developments and all those kinds of things. So I do think the TV series did a pretty good job about keeping the overall plot of the book in place. Um, And in terms of like visuals, just like of like settings and like Camp Half-Blood and how things kind of like happened. I think they did pretty well in that instance as well. So as an adaptation, yeah, okay. It was, it was pretty okay. (laughs) Yeah. The words get less. It's like, it was okay. It was decent. <laughs> it was pretty. It was fine. It's also hard because I read the series as it was coming out back when I was in elementary school. So like a lot of it is like the nostalgia. And I'm, you know, I'm a person where I can imagine like the whole world in my head. And if it's not exactly that, then I'm going to be a little disappointed. Oh, yes, definitely. We feel that. Yeah, much like Kimmy, though, I think overall as an adaption, like kind of objectively, I do think it did a pretty good job. Like I felt like the look of the world, 
I feel like the overall feeling or perhaps the sense of adventure, the the idea of the characters. <laughs> I kind of sound a little roasty. I'm not meaning to sound roasty. But overall, I think it did a good job, especially in terms of like the production. I think the sceneries, the kind of the cinematic angle, I think really kind of captured the beautiful images in my head of this is what Camp Half-Blood looks like. This is what Riptide looks like. Um, I think the special effects overall were really good. So yes, objectively, I do think it did well as an adaptation. On a personal level, though, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> what do we think? <laughs> well, what about an as an adaptation from the, the previous movies that had been released? Like, Oh, you know, that, that's a uh, point. <laughs> like, whole nother level. <laughs> In terms of plot, I would say, yes, the TV series did better than the movie. In terms of acting and action sequences, I think the TV series did a lot worse. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm kind of... <laughs> yes. <laughs> the evil... Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty similar, too, in that plot-wise, the... TV series does a lot better job. And in fairness, the TV series has a lot more time to go, um, you know, like eight hours versus one hour, two hours. Um, And of course, the actors and actresses are more of the age of the characters. Of course, in the movie, they're 16, aka 20. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so, like, they're... Even though it's kind of hard to say this, even though I do like aspects of the movie, I do think overall the TV series does do better as an adaptation. I disagree in that. Well, okay. No. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's cooking. <laughs> the heat is rising. Yes. I'm 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 a little shy. I I'm gonna say oh. I have not met a single person who read the books growing up that <laughs> likes the movies. Oh, I don't the only like the people movie. the only people I know that actually like truly like the movies are those who watched the movies before they ever read the books. And <laughs> and understandably. <laughs> so this like no, the movies are better than the TV series. I'm like that's like borderline I liked the movies as an adaptation and I just don't know if I can get behind that kind of statement. Well, I mean, hey, Overall, I will say the TV series did better as an adaptation. However, I do think the movie did better in terms of the action sequences. Like yeah. in the beginning when Percy fights Mrs. Dodds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the TV series, I think it's over in like five seconds. It's not even really like a fight. It's kind of yeah. accidental. It's, it's an accidental. Oh, <laughs> I've failed you. <laughs> and like, that's like the first like big moment of like Percy kind of like finding out who he is, right? Mm-hmm, and I was yeah. very disappointed with that in the TV series. And I do think they did that better in the movie or the scene where he fought the Minotaur, right? It was longer. Yeah, well, the Minotaur scene in the show was so freaking dark. You couldn't even see what was you happening. Can't, yeah. Yeah, you can't. It felt like a DC movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, that's what I mean. So in terms of an adaptation, in terms of like plot, like, the movie was terrible. I, I like it as a movie, but I don't like mm-hmm. it as an adaptation, right? Yeah, I definitely think, like, from, like, probably a CGI, like, 
budget perspective, you can tell that the movie like had it covered. I felt like they definitely were able to yeah put more time and energy and money honestly into those sequences. So they were longer, they were more intense. It was you could see. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so I definitely agree. Like the Mrs. Dodd scene was definitely one that got me where I was like, oh, uh, uh, okay. We're moving on. Okay. (laughs) I didn't even know. I was like, is that the pregame or or is that it? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, nope, smoking. Coming back. (laughs) I also just think in the movie, the acting is a lot better. Sorry. Well, yeah, it's hard when you have, uh, like, adults, because they are, they're adults, versus child actors, because it's, like, I think that Walker, especially because he's had a lot more experience, he's done big, like, budget movies and stuff, I, I think he does a pretty good job, but you can tell that, like, Leah, especially, like, is, you know, just kind of getting her footing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited for season two because I feel like at the end, like episode eight, you were kind of starting to see her come into her own. And so I do hope that in the next season, we kind of see more of this, like a little bit, just a little bit better acting, just a little bit. <laughs> a little, not as rough well, around the corners, maybe a little smoother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully they'd get more comfortable in the characters they're playing. Right. Yeah. Uh, you always hope for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, on the good positive side of the show, what was your favorite part? Honestly, I had my doubts about Walker Scobell playing Percy Jackson, just because he's not what I imagined. Um, I was yeah. like, yeah, that hair. <laughs> the hair, the hair. Yeah, it's not. It's not dark. It's like a sandy blonde. I I get you. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he really understood the character and he really did bring like the essence of Percy Jackson to life. And I was very pleasantly surprised because when like the trailers were first coming out, I didn't really see it. Like I I could see like half of it, but I wasn't like completely convinced. But throughout the the entire um, first season, he did a really good job of like, um, portraying like the most important parts of Percy. So I think Walker Scoble for sure um, would be my favorite part. But a close second would be, I don't know the actor's name, but it's whoever played um, Dionysus. Um, oh, was, yeah. I've known him from like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> and The Good Place. That's the other one I know him from. Yeah. And he's not exactly what I imagined Dionysus to look like, but I was like, he he can play unhinged characters very well. So I, I kind of want to see yeah. where this goes. So I will say, I wish he was a bit more unhinged. I feel like they didn't <laughs> let the actor go as crazy as I know he can go. So I'll be curious if we get more of that in season two as well. Because I was like, I've seen you be a psychopath. What is this? <laughs> Unleash him. <laughs> yeah, let him free. <laughs> like he, yeah, I've only ever seen him in, I don't think I've ever seen him in like a truly serious role. So no, no. No, not what he does. So, <laughs> but yeah, my things are are exactly Kami's. I think Walker did a really good job because I think there's so much pressure around this role, especially after the movies. And so, like to be cast as Percy Jackson, where 
he's so beloved too would be so intimidating. And I, I, if that was ever me, I think I'd pass out on the spot, but I felt like he did bring like such a heartfeltness to the character. And I think he did the emotion super well. And I think he got Mm. like the little sarcastic parts down to where he, he had that Percy Jackson, little Twain, little comedic timing. Um, and I think he did really well as the titular character, of course. And I thought that I'm going to pronounce it wrong, even though Kami just said it, but Dionysus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, thank goodness. That never My happened. entire childhood, I, I said it in my head, Dionysus. That is how I said it in oh. my head. The first time someone ever said it out loud and they said Dionysus, I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> this is Hermione all over again. <laughs> It's the same with me with uh, Persephone. I used to say Persephone because that's yeah. how I saw it. And it sounds like, I think it was you. You're like, yeah. it's Persephone. I was like, wait a well, second. It's a prettier name. <laughs> yeah, that sounds way better. <laughs> but yeah, I love Dionysus. I think he had, um, <laughs> like, he, he was making me laugh. He definitely had the yeah. godly, debauchery, carelessness about him. And I also actually really liked um, Poseidon. Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought he did a good job. I think a lot of his acting was kind of like the subtle subtext of like, mm-hmm. I'm a god. I wish I could have been in your life more, but I couldn't. And kind of that push and pull and that strain. And in the last episode, I was like, oh, I'm feeling it. Yeah, the scene between mm-hmm. Poseidon and Percy in that last scene, I was like, no, this is yeah. exactly how I imagined it in the books. Like I we caught yeah. the bull. I was like, some love <laughs> yeah we love to see it protect your son who you kind of abandoned but it's okay now <laughs> but it's it's fine super impressed with how similar they looked like in that scene especially yeah where I was like in the book that was the biggest thing right was just how his mom always told him how much he has his father's eyes and his father's skin and his father's and I'm like no, yeah, we're not actually being related at all. He definitely looks like he could be like Walker's dad. Like, yeah, yeah. they look that, it, that was very, that was spot on. So they changed the look of Percy a little, but yeah, <laughs> but they matched. But they matched. Unlike in Harry Potter, where they're like in Harry Potter, green eyes, but Harry oh. doesn't have green eyes. <laughs> you have your mother's eyes in the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think in my dreams. I think they even casted the young Percy though super well too. He looks so much like Walker too. So I think whoever was casting the relatives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think something that I think a lot of and I think part of it is when you have a lot of child actors and they're the emphasis of the show, and then you do get like really veteran actors in there who like you're like oh yeah okay yeah there it is oh yeah that's the good stuff like because <laughs> I felt like it was a lot like a you know one of the gods would come in like especially in those last couple episodes like with Hades and then Zeus and then Poseidon and, and Ares. Dionysus and Ares I'm just like I was just captivated by their performances I was like yeah you're nailing it and I'm like <laughs> Part of it's also probably because a lot of it is just like fun kids. And then you're like, oh, here they come. (laughs) (laughs) It still makes me excited for the next season again to see where they continue 
some of those relationships and, and with longer stints like this, I always just hope like, oh, please, actors don't decide to to quit. Like, don't make them recast in the middle of a season or in the middle of a show. Like, please don't do that. Like, so like we, we uh, yeah, like I know it's probably hard to do the long run, but it does help the viewers so much and the readers. Mm-hmm having that face to connect to. Now, if they ever recast Walker for whatever reason, I would be so sad. I'll revolt. I don't know against what, but I'll revolt. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how the show could continue. I, I think like when helps. Netflix tried to recast The Witcher, it's like, yeah, yeah. no, without Henry Cavill, the show is no more. Like, just <laughs> well, at this point. <laughs> I think it helps that Walker himself is a Percy Jackson fan, and he's, like, been very vocal about that. And so I'm like, you care just as much as we do. Like, you're going <laughs> to stick around. <laughs> you're personally invested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's shift to things that maybe weren't in the show. And was there anything from the book specifically that you were maybe really excited to see portrayed on screen that then wasn't? I know this technically wasn't in the books, but I was disappointed when they used to Alipa instead of Lady Gaga's poker face for the, <laughs> the casino scene. I was like, look, I know the movies, you know, they didn't do everything right, but poker face was pretty dang good in that scene. <laughs> it set a precedent. It, it really did. <laughs> Though I will say the vibes of the scene are so different that I almost do appreciate the poker face is like, memorialized in that crazy like drug-induced scene (laughs) it has its own haze it does it's like that is that clip of like the whole vegas is just a bubble just like exalted just like there it is it's in its own pandora's box if we want it is (laughs) don't open it no (laughs) let's leave it let's preserve it no But something from the books that I did wish had made it into the show, and I was actually really surprised when it wasn't, or I guess it was a little bit more subtle in the show, was I think a lot more of Percy and his mom's relationship in the beginning, and also Percy's love for blue food. And now that was kind of like a theme between him and his mom and how that was kind of one of his quirks. And I just, that always stuck in my head, that image as a kid. And so I always thought that would kind of be one of the main priorities in the show was just, it set Percy apart so much. Like it was one of, it was like the lightning scar, Percy Jackson, blue food, son of Poseidon, like it it all fit together. Mm -hmm. And so I think having something subtle like that, but was so meaningful between him and his mom and how she would try to cheer him up and kind of put a positive spin on things. I do wish that had been explored a bit more in the show. And I feel like it could have been like, sometimes I think I'm pretty reasonable with like, oh, I get why they didn't include that because timing and moving and not everyone is a reader. But with that, I felt like with his mom, obviously being such a key plot point that that bond, I really wanted to see that bond in the beginning. So that we had so many flashbacks, like easily could have done another one. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> or explained it at all. Yeah. I, to my I don't think they, they touch on the blue food other than you showing see, it. Yeah, you there. see little they bits. Never explain why it's significant. Mm-hmm. Like they don't say you, anything. Your best it. guess is like because the sea is blue, so they <laughs> like it. Like 
he's the son of Poseidon (laughs) yeah I guess except Poseidon is traditionally green and Zeus is blue so (laughs) maybe it's like an ADHD thing I don't know (laughs) yeah it's like if you didn't if you didn't read the books you wouldn't wouldn't know. know yeah yeah I think for me the thing I wanted to see more of that technically wasn't the show but I wanted to see more of uh was just the relationship between Percy and Chiron um yes especially with Chiron like kind of being almost a key figure in just like mentoring Percy and his journey of discovering that he's a demigod and like kind of what to do about it and you know um in this series like Chiron's kind of like a big part of like the big great prophecy and that's kind of like what they're leading up to. So I was really surprised that like Chiron kind of only like popped in and out like once in a while. And I was like, no, no, no. He he was there from the beginning. He, like he's the one that like gave him Riptide. And like, yeah, they showed that scene, but it didn't have like the significance like it should have. And I was like, how how are they going to put him in the story in like if they make a second season um, when he really wasn't there from the beginning? Yeah, I, and I think going back to what you said earlier, where um, like the introduction in the movies included more with Mrs. Dodds, but also more of that relationship with Mr. Bruner, who is Chiron, right? Like it does it, it lays a little bit more of that foundation. And so, yeah, when you talk about going into the show with any sort of expectation, it's like, yeah, Chiron's the first person to push Percy to believe in himself and to think he's capable of of doing it he studies for a test for the first time ever in his life it's the only test he studies for because he wants to make mr bruner proud like and then it's, you don't you don't get any of that because he just gets kicked out of school like the little things but they're impactful well and then it was interesting at the end they didn't even like mention the big prophecy no they didn't mm-hmm. it was like there was, was kind of like, like a weird implication <laughs> of it but it wasn't very like clear enough. Well, do they mention yeah. the first book? I think yeah, yeah, do. the very end. Mm-hmm. They they don't like specifically say the prophecy, but Chiron's like, there's like, I know there's greater things out there, like there's something coming. I can't say specifically what because I'm not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> and Percy's like, You're talking about that big prophecy, aren't you? And he's like, Maybe. You know what the show does do, actually? The show does hint at it, just not the same way. The hint in the show doesn't come from Chiron, it comes from Kronos in a yeah, dream. Yeah, which is, I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, where he was like, No, I, I, I trust you will survive until like and keep living and growing older because like my survival depends on it kind of thing yeah. right so like he he says but yeah it's weird and it's super vague um the only thing I liked about it is that it's set up for the line where Sally asks him like bad dreams again <laughs> and first he goes grandpa, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny so <laughs> that's a good line or a, just a small thing I kind of wish Clarice was in it a bit more too, just because she's mm. kind of a very prominent figure in the second book. Yeah. I was like, we see her during Capture the Flag um, but, and during the, the bathroom scene, but mm. I feel like she didn't quite have the impact that she was supposed to. And I was like, how are you, again, like, how are you going intro- to not necessarily introduce her, but like make her as significant as she was in the second book? Make people care about her 
essentially. Because, yeah. like, especially because they made her, they made the audience think she was the bad guy for, like, half of the season. Yeah, like, they, just, and they just kept throwing her name out. They're yeah. like, it's Clarice, it's Clarice. And so it's, like, hard to go from that association to them being like, and now she's important and on their side and like, you need to care about her and what she's doing. And it's like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, cool. she's trustworthy, <laughs> even though she was suspicious 80% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, you can trust her. Like, yeah. <laughs> Anything else before we move on to our final question? It was kind of funny with what you mentioned about Kronos being the one to kind of hint at the prophecy, because I felt like the show did this a few times where something like that was said, where he was like, oh, no, I have to ensure you to survive to make sure I survive. Where I'm like, OK, so he's not going to be in any danger, really, because your whole plan kind of hits it, on it on him, you know, without <laughs> yeah. the sense of danger or like the sense of doom, because I'm like, Firstly, honestly, he's probably going to take care of you then because obviously you're integral to whatever he needs to do. So you're good. You don't need to be scared of anything. The monsters are your friends. Like, the goons, you're all good. Go frolic through the fields. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way at all. It's like, Kronos, if you need him to survive so badly... Why were you like contributing to so much of his peril? Like you didn't almost stay done. alive. What are you doing? Like, yeah. Not uh, very smart down there in Tartarus. <laughs> no. I suppose another small thing. This is again a little smaller than the last one too. But with Hades, again, I didn't. He seemed like a little too sophisticated to me. I was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. You are the Lord of the Underworld. Like, I need to see a little crazy. I don't like, oh, you know. Yeah. Like, very willing to, like, work with things. Like, no, no, no. You are the ruler. You hate your brothers. Let me see that. Mm -hmm. Your friends are I dead. definitely... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that the Hades of the show is very in line with the narrative that people have been giving Hades for the past few years. I feel like everyone has decided Hades is like the best mm -hmm. and he's like the smartest and the most reasonable and like the- And he didn't kidnap Persephone. They love each other. Yeah, they love each other. <laughs> Everything's great. Like, I feel like that's kind of the perception that people now have of him. Yeah. And I definitely think the show was like, well, we can't make people not like him. <laughs> like we can't. So they were like, we got to make him fit into that a little bit. I kind of wish they would have done what Hercules, like the Disney Hercules did with Hades, where mm. he was still a very lovable character, but he was still very much the villain. And not necessarily that Hades is the villain in this story, but you can definitely see. But like, there's that potential. Yes, yes. You see, that's so odd. Like in the first book, like Percy is like legitimately scared of Hades. Like yes. Oh, yes. Like, is he the bad guy instead? Like, is he the one that's going to go against me? You don't really get that mm -hmm. feeling. Oh, definitely no, that's, not. That's a good point. I did get the vibes from the Hades in the show, though. I I did feel like they were trying to do a Hercules Hades feel, where he's sarcastic and just kind of like you know he has really um, like witty one liners, 
Um, I'm hoping that maybe further in the show, they show a little bit more of the like, yeah, he's cool and collected one moment and then he's unhinged and flames are shooting out of his head. And then he's like, no, I'm cool. I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm fine. Right. Like <laughs> Maybe bringing in a little bit more of those vibes. Like I think there's the potential, but it is definitely a totally different Hades yeah. than the show. Yeah. You just kind of chill. Or not than the show. Than what? The book. <laughs> in the book. Yeah. 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 He was like, what? The lightning bolt? No, I don't care. <laughs> I'm great. I'm fine down here. <laughs> yeah. He, he was so chill. Yeah. It was just like, you guys want a drink? You want to hang out? Good on. There's a chill. couch over oh. there. Right to business okay. then. Okay, sir. Like, <laughs> I just got it. I hoot. I seldom kahoot. I seldom kahoot. That's what the line was. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, all very, very good points. But at the end of the day, we've got to ask the question, was the book better? Yes. I've I've never, yeah, I've never been more ready to answer a question in my entire life. I wish I had like a huge card that I could be like, the book is better. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Rick Riordan, when he first wrote the Percy Jackson series, and like when I was first reading it, it was like, it was just mind blowing. It was other otherworldly for me to read. Um, Because Harry Potter was the series that first got me into reading. But Percy Jackson's mm-hmm. the second series that I read that like like really like made that into a whole thing from like my whole life, right? Um, and the book obviously is gonna have more of the nuances and more time for character development and everything like that. But I just think like the book just also just holds such warmth that I didn't get from the TV series or as much as I wanted there to be. Um mm-hmm. I really liked that they focused a lot on Percy and Sally's relationship in the TV series. But I think that they missed a very important aspect of it and that in kind of seeing like how much Sally sacrificed for Percy. Like you see a lot of her struggle, but you don't see a lot of her sacrifice, which I was mm-hmm. like, such a big part of her character and such a big part of like kind of who she becomes throughout the series. And so I think particularly in that aspect, the book was definitely better. But I mean, also overall, just... Also with banter and just like witty lines, like I'm really, really excited to see if they ever get a third season just for like the damn scene from the third. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I mean, it's the original. You can't you can't top the original. Yeah, especially when the books are so good, too. I mean, no matter what any adaptation, it's it's hard to do. The books are so beloved because like Amy said, they are so warm. They're so powerful, though, too. I think one of my favorite things about the book is that you feel so many emotions with the book. You feel sacrifice. You feel Percy's doubts and how he's kind of insecure at first, but then he really does become this hero and this true honorable hero who just wants to do good and be good. And you can feel that so sincerely. And, you know, even with Annabeth, you know, her inner turmoil, her struggles, like you really understand in the series, the bonds that people have with each other but then also to just how deep those bonds run and you and you see how they're willing to do so much, why they're willing to fight Chimera and dams and all these things to do this for the people that they love and to do it for the world. And so while I don't think the show was able to capture as much as that, I don't feel like I was as emotionally tied to the show as I was to the books. 
I think it's just tricky because the books are so good because it harnesses those aspects, those human aspects, you know, everything that you love as a kid and as an adult so well. And I also loved the sense of adventure in the books too. And like the action sequences and the mythology, like it was so enveloping and so transporting. And so I was like, it's no matter what, I don't know if anything could ever beat the books, but <laughs> so in that case, the book was yeah. so good. So good. But did you still enjoy the show? <laughs> I'm not a lot less confidence. <laughs> we really we swung hard and then we kind of <laughs> as an adaptation, pretty good. As a TV show, no, I did not like it. I, okay. I did not like it. I, I kind of had to put it on in the background because I couldn't fully focus on it. I think okay. the are, Oh, sorry, you go. So I was just going to ask a follow-up of like, are you hopeful that the second season will improve so that you can be more engaged? I guess it depends on where I'm at. I mean, to be fair, it is a show really meant for kids. True. It, that's true. That is very true. But I'm and it definitely comes through. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I do think, I, I mean, I'm an adult now. I'm no longer the child that read those books. So, I mean, I can see how it's not really a show meant for me. But I mean, nostalgia is like, is a huge, huge thing. So I was like, yeah. I, I'm still, I, I will still put out hope for the second season and seeing like if things, the things that I didn't like improve. Mm -hmm. So with me, I think a main thing for me with TV shows is that if I emotionally bond with the characters, I don't care if the plot sucks. I will stick it out until the end. Like, even if it's just one person, I just have to care about one person and I'll go, right. you know? Um, but I felt like with the show, I just wasn't quite, it wasn't quite hitting me emotionally. Mm. And the thing is like, even when I watch the Harry Potter movies, they're not perfect adaptions, no. Like, of course, they don't have every single detail in the books. But I do have that emotional connection with the movies where I do feel the sense of the characters and the world and Hogwarts. And like, it makes mm -hmm. me happy. I have physical reactions to it. But for some reason, with the TV show with Percy Jackson, I just wasn't quite having that. I think I was watching and I tried, you know, not to have any expect expectations and, you know, not go into it with like too much of a critic mindset, but I just wasn't quite resonating with it. And so I think if the second season, if I can resonate with the second season, then that's a win for me. And yeah. I love that. But for some reason at this point, I just didn't quite have that with the TV show. I think a big part of it for me was even though I am Gen Z, the young actors have such a Gen Z way of speaking that <laughs> I can't, I, I can't listen to it. I, I, I know this is my generation, but I can't, resonate. I can't claim that. <laughs> when did Gen Z start? You're Gen Z? Yes. When did it start? 1997? 1997 around, yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize we were so close to the tail end of millennials. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> We are that zillennial. No, I was born in 94. Don't put me in that zillennial <laughs> territory. That is not me. 
You're right. 95. Born in January 7th. I was born a week into 94. I was practically born in 1993. (laughs) All right. I'm the zillennial then. Because 95 (laughs) is like the beginning of the change. And I'm I'm married to a a generation Z. He was born in 98. So, you know, he kind of drags me down no <laughs> you're like my cool meter took that no, <laughs> it took a couple digs it's fine <laughs> that's funny though that you because it I, I do think that that contributes to it yes yeah, some of the ways they just talk and things I'm I just felt so disconnected from it felt like but my person. six-year-old thought it was great she loved the show so <laughs> I haven't read the books with her yet though so we'll see We'll see how that see. goes when I read once I've read them with her. <laughs> You're like, just wait, you have the whole stack. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we've got a lot. We no, we're reading the um animated Harry Potter, not animated, illustrated Harry Potter books. Oh, the right really, really big ones, so, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're oh, huge. So but they're awesome. Yeah. And she reads a page and then I read a page. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Her pages go a lot slower, but she's pretty good at sounding everything out on her own there's some weird words in there okay oh yeah there are kind of made up words in that one or like even the spells like you know expect a patrol that's kind of a weird word yeah Yeah, she just like looks at me and she's like are you sure are you sure that's how it's said and i'm like yeah i'm sure (laughs) meanwhile on google you're like what is this word (laughs) what does this spell do how do you pronounce the latin word Accio, like <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure they pronounced it wrong in the movie, so that's why I said that. So <laughs> I always said Accio. Is it Asio? I I always said Asio, but it like as a kid, it felt wrong because it had like half of a swear word in it. Oh yeah, so I never said it out loud. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure it the is Latin pronunciation Accio. is Accio. no. I think the Latin pronunciation is Asio, but they say Accio in the movies. No, I don't think it is. As someone who took Latin in college, I'm I sure read something you. about it that said that. And I was like, you why would it be that way? Shouldn't they have done more homework before they did them? <laughs> it's it's Kaiser. It's not Caesar. It's Kaiser because the C is a hard C sound. But there's two C's. So maybe that changes it. Is there like a cancel mm. out in Latin? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Guess, guess it's been a few years. Espanol, but not Latin, but it's a Latin-based language. So. so is French and so is Italian. And French sounds like hubba-dubba-dubba. So <laughs> now we're all sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> yep, sorry. And I'm Googling it now because I really need to know. But... <laughs> We can continue. I can figure this out. On my own. I love how we're all just watching like what Ac- is Accio. It's A-C-K-E-O. Accio. How do you pronounce Accio in Latin? The original Latin translation sounds like, okay, yeah, you're right. Well, I don't know where I read it the other way, but I read it the other way and I was like, wow, those dumb movie people didn't even read their homework on Latin. <laughs> no. My Latin college classes, I still remember a little bit. They were preparing you for this moment right For this specific moment. All of those sleepless nights were for this. Right now. (laughs) It's not a useless dead language anymore. That's true. Exactly. So useful right now. (laughs) Right now. It's useful for pretend spells. 
yeah a magical world (laughs) though to be fair we could all be totally wrong because it is a dead language so no one technically knows how the words were said yeah what if it's like achio or something oh i don't like that but that is how in but in italian that is what a double c would make it would make like a ch sound so yeah fair point (laughs) it's like fettuccine spaghetti you know (laughs) can you imagine a harry potter where all the spells are like italian accents (laughs) expect the patron or they're just pastas you know (laughs) (laughs) and their wands are made of pasta yes there we go give me Muppets with pasta, Harry Potter. That's all I want now. Someone better have an orzo wand and they just have to hold it like this. <laughs> Macaroni. And make it one of those Muppet movies where there's one human actor still. And the yes. one human actor is Hagrid. So then Hagrid looks huge <laughs> compared to all the Muppets. <laughs> all right hbo you gotta do this, this yeah who's who do i need to call the, yeah. we are giving you gold here <laughs> we are okay, also we've gotten very sidetracked <laughs> the best conversations too exactly okay well i think unless you guys have any other comments about the show or you know muppet adaptations <laughs> now i want a muppet adaptation of percy jackson Oh man. Yeah. The Minotaur scene. (laughs) Be pretty good. I think there should be Muppet adaptations of everything. I know they're doing live action remakes. I'm like, no, that's not what the people want. We want Muppets all day. I want Muppet Pride and Prejudice, where the only human is Mr. Darcy. (laughs) Yes. Wait, I gotta see a Muppet like hand flex though. The hand flex. It has to be a Muppet. It's just, it's just. You like see strings? So it's just like shakers. There's so much potential. (laughs) Well, is there anything that you guys want to share? What's going on over on your podcast, or anything? Tell people where they can find you. (laughs) With our podcast right now, we're just trying to get things together. (laughs) You do have. We are coming up with some new episode ideas and some more, um, a lot of fun things on social media, some new, some new social media things. So look forward to that. Um, a lot of different, we're kind of like rearranging everything this year. So we're shaking it up a little bit. People didn't ask to see our faces more, but we're going to give it to them. Yeah. So (laughs) with videos. (laughs) But yeah, you can find Kiwi and the Bird on Spotify or any other listening platform. And then we're always partying on Instagram at Kiwi and the Bird as well. So tell us your Muppet ideas. Yeah. Tell yes. us or pasta ideas. Yeah. Um, we're really open to anything. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I really do want to just explore how do I get some of those ideas into production? So <laughs> who at Disney do I need to talk to? So <laughs> can we blackmail, you know? Yeah. yeah. If anyone has easy. connections, hit us up in the DMs. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> Bribe some people. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you guys coming on and joining us to talk, uh, just recap and just hash out again everything that was season one. 
Um, just, we really appreciate that. And this was a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys had a lot of fun. Uh, we will look forward to doing this again. Um, hopefully we can get you guys on for an actual episode where we can break it down into grievances and do some more direct comparisons. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on some other stuff. So um, otherwise, yeah, we're, we're really glad that you guys joined. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. This was a blast. Yeah, we're so honored. And we're sorry if we accidentally offended with our opinions. <laughs> no, we love we the hot takes. We love it. <laughs> All we do. We only offend people in the show. So. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, we are going to finish off strong, as strong as we can here, with uh, good friends of ours, Steph and Devin from We Ship It Podcast. If you are not familiar with We Ship It Podcast, um, then you might be pretty new to our show as well. We have collaborated with them multiple times. We've joined them to talk about Harry and Ginny from Harry Potter, as well as Perkabeth from Percy Jackson series. The We Ship It podcast dives into your favorite and not so favorite couples of all time. And so basically, if you can ship it, they've talked about it. So Steph and Devin are great friends of ours. And so we are so excited for you to listen to their thoughts on the Percy Jackson series now. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. We always love having you on. Um, welcome, Steph and Devin. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. We Hi, love guys. to hang out with The Book Was Better. Yeah. OG podcast friends. <laughs> yes. OG. We were just talking about that. It's been like three, yeah. four years. Oh my God, it's, it's 2024. so long. It's 2024, yeah. <laughs> it's happening. We're there. Starting, yes. starting in 2020 makes it very easy to know yeah. like, how, how old our podcasts been. will be. Yes. <laughs> wow. We grew like, up we together. together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're real. just babies. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, we're so glad to have you guys join us and talk uh, all things Percy Jackson again, Woo! because when we talked uh, about again. the Percy Jackson movies, uh, we had you guys on to talk about that as well. So I we, we knew we needed to bring to you guys back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like full circle, right? We were like, we it's can't talk. We can't talk Perkbeth. We cannot talk Percy Jackson without bringing in We Ship It Again Ooh. to just finish her out. So um, I guess without further ado, let's dive into it. So let's we'll start. Our, our first question for you guys is uh, kind of as a whole, how did you feel about the series as an adaptation from the book? I felt good. I know I'm probably going to get hate <laughs> for this. And I will preface this with I did not grow up reading this series. I read it for the first time when we all talked, which was mm -hmm. a year, two, three, I don't know, however many years ago. However long years ago. ago. I yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> you made balloons. <laughs> balloons. Zoom is really weird. Cared okay. So much. Bummer. I was um, trying to make it happen myself. I read it for the first time as a young adult, so I don't have nostalgia. Like, if they screw up one thing in Harry Potter, I go ninja <laughs> on them. But mm. with this, it's like, I wasn't super attached. I actually thought, you know, just thinking about the movie itself and then this show, that sure. this was at least, like, leaning in the right direction. And I, I binged it. So I didn't really think I'd be interested enough to binge it. So I thought okay. as a whole... It was interesting enough uh, to keep me like watching and on my toes. 
Um, I think there were things about it, and we'll probably talk about this that could have been better, but um, I enjoyed it. Devin, what do you think? I haven't talked to him about this yet, so I'm <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> we're both hearing yeah. this for the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I overall enjoyed it. Like, I yeah. think as a whole, I liked it. I also watched it in chunks. Um, I hear some reservations. You, similar to how <laughs> yeah, you guys watched it. Like I, I watched it similar to how you guys watched it. And mm-hmm. I, I then listened along to you guys um, with your... Um, so you've heard all talk, of our dissecting. I've, I've heard your feelings. Um, and I agree with said feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there are individually like if you just watched it as a whole and you've never read this before i think it's a good series like i think it's i think they 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 portray things well um do they hit all the marks no but like i think they do a decent job of introducing a new audience to this story Mm -hmm. do they do a great job of including the old audience as well yes and no there are (laughs) good moments and then there are like episodes Five and six. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wait, what's that? I don't even know which one it's in reference the, you're talking uh, about. Disneyland and Vegas. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Vegas. Okay. Okay. I. Okay. We'll talk more about that. But yeah. I just I think overall from start to finish overall I think they do they do a great job at um, this. Um, I I really enjoyed returning to this world and seeing it for. Um, with new perspective, I, 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 or do you want us to get into like specifics now or? Yeah, you can get into specifics. We could, we could, okay. I mean, we, whenever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I know it's just a general talk. So I, I really liked Sally Jackson. Yeah. Like the, the character development of her was far superior than what we get in the first book itself. So I think that is um, something to uh, promote. That was a really cool thing, too. I just feel like I didn't really know Sally when I was reading the books at all, Mm -hmm. frankly. Well, yeah, because she's not there for most of the book, and it's all Percy's point Mm -hmm. of view. I think some of the flashbacks flashbacks are like, okay and others are like really good like yeah, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I, I like the one where he locks himself in the car I think mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that one um yeah. when he doesn't want to go to the school and there's uh, other ones I like the Poseidon and her talk but I also think it sends off different vibes but I yeah. still like it um mm-hmm. but there are other ones I'm like all right, this doesn't sound logical like but. I liked the pool flashback I guess when it comes to, yeah, like showing Sally's character, mm-hmm. but overall, like it at the same time, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, with it could have been character. any it could have been any event. Yeah, like it could have been make it be anything, a soccer game than, and he doesn't yes, want to play in the soccer swimming, game. And I'm right. I'm like, OK with you. Right. Running a race at school. Right. Like it could have been mm-hmm. anything else. But the fact that you put it in a pool and you made Percy afraid of water, that makes zero <laughs> it makes sense. No zero sense. sense. <laughs> nope. Like, yeah. So um, with you there. <laughs> and Sally saying like, you're going to need to know how to do this. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He the he water does. will just he carry him. <laughs> he can breathe. If he sinks, he's fine. Yeah, he can breathe yeah, underwater. He's fine. <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Are we talking casting now? Um, I, if you well, want. Well, maybe that's more question two. Okay. okay. So I will add, there. actually, a, a an unofficial 
I guess I'd say one a one a and a half question. <laughs> specifically because we did talk the movie adaptation with mm, you guys mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I do want to kind of add a, okay, how does the show compare to the movies? In it's your like a lot better. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's a lot better. better. I mean, so first better. of all, in the movie, mm. I just didn't really get a sense mm. that he was a young mm. kid. Like, I just, I did not get a sense that it was the same He's story. a teenager. It felt like... He was also, like, a 20-year-old actor. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And I understand there's, like, an appeal to that, because if you're a teenager, you know, attractive teenager, blah, blah, blah. But this is not the story for that. This is yeah. about a young boy who's learning about all of these things that have been happening to him his entire life. And so I think that this story did a good job of keeping it the age level that it's supposed to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And not only that, I really like the sets and everything a lot better. Like I just felt like I felt like I was at a camp. I don't know. It was just, I felt like I was in it. I felt like I was in the, in Percy Jackson, the story that it was meant to be told Mm -hmm. that way. But um, yeah, I just, I didn't like the movie. I didn't care for it. Never gave me a good gut feeling. I never picked to watch. I watched it because I had to when we talked yeah. about it, and then I have not watched it again Wasn't since. I had no desire to. Wasn't a fan. <laughs> right. I, uh, if in my ranking, TV show, then musical, then movie. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Wait, there's a musical? <laughs> yes, it was amazing. Musical? <laughs> oh, it's so good. So good. I saw it off Broadway oh. and on Broadway. <laughs> well, that that's awesome. Okay, I'm oh jealous about that. I know the music from it. Yeah, the music is great. I've never actually seen it. So. I've seen like know. a crummy YouTube filming of it. <laughs> An illegal, like, phone out of the pocket. I mean, don't get me wrong. They have to skip a lot because time. But, like, they get the story told. Um, More than the movie does, which also is, like, a similar amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Okay. Well, going off of staying in a a positive vein on the show, (laughs) what was your favorite part? Or parts. Oh, I don't want to step in anything. I yeah. enjoyed the Medusa be scene. I enjoyed the Medusa scene. Yes. Okay. I thought it was a really good. It reminded me of the story itself, um, and I just thought it was thought, really interesting. Um, I thought all of the portrayals of gods were really, really cool. Good portrayals, like Medusa, and then um, what's her name? The girl with the chimera, chimera. Echidna. Oh, Echidna. Echidna. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought like names. each of the. They did a good job with that. Portra- with the, the portrayals gods. of these characters mm-hmm. were really cool. Yeah. Um, and Ares was amazing. Ares, <laughs> like, so yeah, good. yeah, so good. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm trying to think, what else? You continue. I'll jump off of you, Steph. Well, that's it, really, because you asked my favorite scene. I think it was the Medusa scene. I enjoyed, um, what's his name? Luke's dad. What's his name? Hermes. 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 Lin-Manuel Miranda. Hamilton. Okay, Lin-Manuel Miranda. When I saw him in that, I was like, this doesn't make sense. And then slowly it made sense to me. So I enjoyed his part. In it. Okay. Um, I'm still, I like, I'm still I like torn him on that casting. Hermes. Yeah. I like him as Hermes. I think he portrayed a decent, charming Hermes. Hermes. I just yeah. don't like his inclusion. Sure. Where there. where they put him in? It didn't make. Yes, it didn't make sense. Because his 
in the books, his excuse that he can't be more attached to Luke is because he's so busy. Yeah. Like he's always going because yeah. he's the messenger God. And he's now the messenger. You're showing he's him going, this, going, like, going. He doesn't have time to be in a casino. This, like, oh, I have time to be in a casino rolling dice kind of deal. Yeah. Telling yeah. stories. I being didn't even swab. think of that, but that is a fantastic point. Yeah. 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 I was, Hermes I was is literally not super, the busiest. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. super impressed by that thought process, but yeah. hey. I I, I I liked him. I just don't like the, the liked, uh, inclusion uh, of where it was. I liked Dionysus. Dionysus. I thought he was like, fun, too. He was I thought he could be dramatic, bigger. But I thought he could have been bigger. I, see, I'm the opposite. I was like, really? ooh, a little cringe. But I, I thought he was fun. Well, it's, so it's different, though. Because the problem was... I've seen that actor do really well, be crazy really mm -hmm. well. And it looked yeah, like unhinged. they pulled him <laughs> yeah, back that's true. to the point where he couldn't go all out and he was still Maybe trying to do it. it cringe to so me. it came across as cringe because it was almost like he couldn't be his authentic <laughs> self. Since we're talking, <laughs> like, since just we're talking let about him be crazy. Just let him camp. be crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chiron, I thought was crazy tall. <laughs> because... <Yeah. laughs> oh. Because yeah. they didn't want to CGI everything, so they just like gave him a full waist up. I'm like, like full, yeah. why is he so tall? Uh, it was a little weird. <laughs> Any scene with him like in full, I was always like, that just doesn't look quite that right. Was right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying it to think was, other yeah, things that I rough. liked. I think they portrayed Grover really well, and I also like how they portrayed um, Luke. Clarice? Luke? Yeah, Luke. Okay. Oh, Luke. Um, I didn't like Clarice. I don't know why. Okay. I like. I, I don't have an opinion on it. I, I liked her, her independently. Mm -hmm. I, compared yeah. to Is it book, bad that Clarice, I think she was too pretty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If that's I was what thinking it is. more. I think she had to have more of like a a not. A I guess not rocker because that's kind of. Exterior. Yeah, kind of, she needed she to be just, rough. She looked soft, like soft, like <laughs> yeah. That, like, it's not I, that Clarice that in the books can't be pretty, but it was like she was too conventionally attractive to me. I mm. kind of agree with that. I was like, Clarice that. should look rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. Like, like have like some shaved head kind of deal. Like some, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> yeah, bulky. Like, it, she's described in the in the book to have like her shirt like barely fits over her muscles. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's thick. She's super strong. She's beefy. Yeah. She yeah. has like a mohawk or something. Like she is. She's like yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's not this conventionally attractive girl, which no, I don't think is a bad thing. Like not everybody needs really, to be conventionally yeah. attractive. I did really like Grover though. I really mm. liked yes. him. He did. I just a great thought it job. was a good cast there. And I think yeah. they didn't like they tossed his character around a lot, but I think he landed it really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, not to say the same for some other members. What of are you the trio, saying, Devin? But <laughs> we, but our thoughts have been made very clear on the other members of the I team. think I'm going to disagree good. with you. I really like Walker as. I'm surprised Percy. with myself, but I think I'm going to disagree. Okay, I'm really? sorry. Okay. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. With, oh, Percy himself? No, no, we, no, we, we all love, we love Percy. We Walker's all love great. Walker. Walker's great. Okay. So, so that really means like one person. 
Annabeth, I think that she's still a little a little wet behind the ears. I think she needs. Yeah. I think she's just coming into herself as an actress. Yeah. And so I'm excited mm-hmm. for season two because I think she's finally like. I don't know if like, it was a it. her problem or writing problem. It, yeah. Uh, we we I think we that talk. Might be it. I think it's we both. talked a little bit. That's why I, I don't want to get into it too much because we do talk about it a lot in right, our episodes. Right, right. But yeah, essentially, I, I like her. I we think. like her. We like the <laughs> actress because especially Steph, I don't know if you've seen much of like the press tour or any no. of like the behind the scenes things. If they you watch any of that, the chemistry is amazing. Like it's wow. there. Those, it's phenomenal. Those three are like the trio. does like. not transfer yeah. to the screen. And, and I don't know if it's like, is it the director? Is it the writer? Is it a little bit of like a lack of experience on her part? You mean just like general chemistry, like between the three of them? Or like you're saying between Um, Percy and Annabeth in general? Between the three of them. Between all three. I could see that. There were times they didn't really mesh too well. But also I think that she was just more arrogant than she needed to be. Oh, yeah. 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 She came across as like a bossy. I was like, she's not a daughter of Ares. She's a daughter of Athena. That's true. She shouldn't be aggressively so. That's for sure. But I do recall sass in the book from her, though. Like, she is sassy. Yes. Know-it-all arrogance? No. That's true. That's true. Know-it-all. There were some moments that I was kind of like, oh, it was a little much. Um, Yeah. But other than that, I liked her. I liked her. I don't know. I just I, <laughs> let's know. I can't That's good. Explain it. That's good. We like her to. too. We're excited for season two because I yes. I'm really hopeful that she's more comfortable with the character now and with her like co actors yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it'll feel more comfortable and that comfort will come across. Yeah, on Absolutely. screen. I will because say it I comes think across Grover... in the interviews. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's great. I, I will say, I think Grover was my favorite of the three. Like, mm-hmm. even with Percy. I He's also like the Grover. oldest. Oh, well, there is you go. Really? Comes with experience Aryan is then. 17 already, 17 or wow. 18. And Walker and Leah are, they were 14 when the filming started. I think huh. Walker okay. just turned 15. Yeah, Walker wow. just turned 15. Because I also got a bit of a Which sense of, Which kind of makes like, sense because Grover is supposed to be, like, a little bit more little. mature because I'm he's 24. older. I'm <laughs> 24. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way. <laughs> no, but I do think, like, I noticed that with Percy, too. Was just There were some moments where I was like, oh, it could have been acted better. But they're just young, mm-hmm. so you kind of just yeah. got to give that and grace. That's, yeah, it's hard in any show with child actors mm-hmm. to expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mentioned this when we were recording the last section of this episode about how like the gods performances and stuff like just seemed so good to me and i was like oh it's yeah. probably because they're like really veteran actors <laughs> yeah right right hard to do it's hard to go take a toe with some of those actors yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure okay um, okay so maybe veering into a, yeah a little bit more of like ah i was really missing something was there anything really specific from the book that you wished had been included in the show? Like anything that you were really excited to see on screen and then it wasn't included? I'm the worst person to ask this. <laughs> I didn't really have too many problems. I literally texted Devin. I was like, I don't really see anything wrong with this. So I, I'm interested to see like what Devin thought. I don't know if there's anything lacking because I think they fit 
plot points well. Like, mm-hmm. I think, as you guys kind of described it, they wrote things up on the board and said, like, okay, here are the point, plot points we have to meet. Yeah. And, like, they kind of did, like, a squiggly lines on how to get there kind of deal. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I don't have a problem with the storytelling, um, except for um, just kind of... I wish the Lotus Hotel was a little bit different. I wish... Um, honestly, I like parts of how... Um, hate oh my gosh the underworld is kind of looking but I wish there was more of that like fire brimstorm brim, brims oh my gosh brimstone fire brimstone that's the word uh-huh. I'm trying yeah. to say <laughs> I wish there was some of that kind of like feeling about the place too because yeah. I mean it's mm. the underworld it's it was kind of just like void of everything that's which true. I where's the eerie where's the eeriness I but did was, get that feeling all, too it was honestly the brightest scenes <laughs> Yeah. I thought Hades. In the underworld. I thought, um, <laughs> I thought Hades was kind of lacking. Oh, really? I liked Hades. I so thought it was like he, a he kind of gave me like this Beetlejuice kind of vibe. That's what I didn't like. Beetlejuice. That's a you great see, comp- that, is, that is. Yes. That is. Like I'm in had, the midst of reading Lore Olympus right now. I don't know if okay. any of you have okay. read Lore yes. Olympus. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I have this picture of Hades. This and like tall and handsome. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And when I was watching this, I was like. I liked his I liked the, the, the portrayal of him a little bit um, mm-hmm. but I, I I do think I it was very cahoot. What, what was that oh yeah I seldom um, cahoot like he had yeah. good lines okay yes, can't he deny that's that fair. that's fair I just it, the contrasting of the dark and light and when it was used was weird also I did yeah. not something that painstakingly drove me mad was the weird blackout scenes in between stuff. I was like, why is it like we're going to commercial, but like... But there's no commercials. <laughs> it was so okay. weird. Sort of piggybacking off of that, how did you feel that it was a series versus a movie, like, in itself? Like, just I the fact that it was several episodes versus a movie. I think I liked the series more than the movie only because I I think more books should follow along with this format because you can get more into it. Mm -hmm. I think they could have done more um, if they weren't limiting themselves to 30 minutes because let's be honest, that's my problem at the end of the day after those, like there's like five minutes of credits and (laughs) 35 minutes of storytelling, even though it's a 40 minute episode, quote unquote, right? It's not really. And I think they tried action packing it instead of allowing us to follow get more of the well, character so that's development. my issue with this type of telling such a story that's just full of punches like we do sort of need time to simmer in the low-key parts too and i think that's what like a full movie will give you because they need to come down almost off of some of the climax whereas yeah. you're right like with each of these episodes it was punch 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 i'm like okay, a lot of the like, downtime like was binging was cut. It, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I I do like that this in this way they were able to fit in more, but I think I was missing I was missing the feel of sitting and watching a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I think that they fit in more, but I almost would have preferred that it was more of a traditional storytelling through something yeah. more cinematic almost. Yeah. And not to say that I don't like cut like cut scenes, like I don't mind when you're like cutting like cutting to the next piece mm-hmm. right away, but it felt like the blackouts were too 
completely Ooh. unnecessary and too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it kind I of agree. and they only used them like at certain times it like wasn't all yeah, the time it was, it was just yeah. like randomly they'd be like did they not um, edit the that the betrayal the way that of chronos was to? also super dementor-ish which i don't was actually not. remember oh, oh yeah yeah what the heck was that i didn't i didn't get it i was i didn't know who that was i was like is he just being fought? Like, I thought that was Hades yeah, at first. The, the, and then I was the, like, oh. The use of visions and dreams was a little weird, but I could, yeah. st- I could, I could get on the train. Like, I was able to, like, follow along with it. It was different, yeah. but, like, whatever. Um, they tried to make it more realistic to him, like, for an yeah. audience, like, school versus just, like, actually showing the dream that was supposed to happen, but whatever. I thought <laughs> like, it was weird. <laughs> I, I made it very clear in our episodes. I hated the dreams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a um, fan. To think I did not think they were done his well. grandfather or whatever. I was like, that, <laughs> that was funny. funny. <laughs> that was funny. Don't call him. And that. Sally's reaction of like, don't call him Stop that. Like, yeah, I think yeah. it's funny that she that he used that as like a tease towards her kind of deal. Like, yeah. Um. He said to tell your mom how much you. I'm trying to think. There's anything else that I really uh, wanted to. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Well, I liked... We I was didn't not talk a fan of the chair. The chair? The golden the chair. Oh, oh, I yeah. hated that. Was that in don't the Don't talk book? to me about that. No. no don't. It's, it's awful. T- I, also, he got I, out I just of it wish... way too easy. Like, yeah, yeah, I wish... was just like, I'm going to say something sentimental. And then the guy was like, okay. Yeah. There you go. Like, Hephaestus is like, you melted time. my mechanical heart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been a great time to show some of Annabeth's, like... Problem solving. Yeah, problem solving. Yeah, I thought she was going to, like, figure it out. I thought she was going to use her brain and do something. Yeah, or, like, remember something from a myth that would, like, help her with it. Like, something. More Hermione-esque, you know. We don't yeah. need this this empathetic version of Annabeth. We need Which, like, the problem solving. The original not... would have given us empathetic because it would have included her fear of spiders, which yeah, would have shown which a is flaw. Super important and she for would've... later on. I have listen to the episode. I have I go Didn't into it. We just mentioned yeah. she's afraid of spiders. Luke I think did. Luke just mentioned Luke just it offhandedly. Yeah. Goes oh, as if that's afraid of spiders. <laughs> which would have been good way, foreshadowing, for no but uh... yeah. <laughs> Anyways, kind of funny. we didn't talk about um, Aries yet. Aries, right? We mentioned we liked him. Yeah. Liked I like him. it. That, I just wanted to say that. In case I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say it. I liked him a lot. <laughs> I just thought he was a good actor. I thought. Yes. Oh, he was great. And a lot of, every one of his scenes, I was like, yes. That was I think great. he was probably my favorite cast. Of yeah, like I think so, too. All of the characters, I think he might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying Agreed. to do I really else. like Poseidon too. I actually think Poseidon was cast perfectly. I mm. haven't yet like made my decision on Poseidon. We just don't get as much of him. So I don't know. I don't know. Mm, true. Yeah. But Is I think from what that we I do should see comment from on before good. I like forget. It's Is all the anything? main stuff in my head. I think it's obviously there were differences, right? There yes. was Yeah. Some things, and I all and not to say that these things were bad, it just was a little jarring at first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, still enjoyable, still very Mm -hmm. enjoyable Mm -hmm. show. Yeah, especially when you keep in mind that it is a kids' show, 
Yeah. And this is something that the newest Olympians this is like mentioned to us the too. sorcerer's stone of yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yes. it's um, and, the, and then we're going to we're eventually going to get to Prisoner Azkaban where it's a little bit more heavy level, and then we're gonna finally going to get to the Deathly Hallows where we're like, okay, guys, let's this, this is for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this as is our show get, now. <laughs> as they get older, we might get. Longer episodes, more episodes in a season. More that was something quality that, acting. I don't know those kinds of things. That I don't right. even think of that. But the newest Olympian, he has like interviewed some of the people who were a part of making the show, mm-hmm. and yeah. he brought about that there are really strict like labor laws about like yeah, how long labor you law. can shoot all these different things. And I'm like, Oh yeah, they are only like 14. Like, yeah. They're kids. It's the yeah. same labor laws that exist yeah. for everybody else. Like, right. Right. That exactly. makes like shooting and filming. Was, like, did you guys much more read um, Tom Felton's uh, memoir? Yeah, it was really good. Beyond the wand. Yeah. Part of it. And part of it, he talks about that and like how like, there was a set set amount of time where they had to be like in school, and then as yeah. soon as that bell rang, he was like on set, like on ready set, to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so the, the school time was his least favorite time of the day. Yeah, <laughs> I know that the laws change at sixteen. Like they're mm. super strict for like because you're still a minor at sixteen, right? But like sure. yeah. they're super strict before, before you're sixteen. Correct. You get some more wiggle room at sixteen, and then yeah. like a crazy amount of wiggle room once you he- reach eighteen, right? Right, so right, like, right, right. We're we're they're fifteen right now, like yeah. So maybe by like season three, we'll like really be able to like start going after things, mm-hmm. and the episodes can maybe be a little bit longer. Or go into a little bit more depth, or they can have more episodes in a season. Because I just know you were—you mentioned that a little bit earlier, Devin, about how it's like the episodes aren't very long, and it's like, yeah, right. I thought that too. And then I was given some insight into maybe why, and why hopefully going is. forward, they yeah, can. Yeah, I mean, a it makes bit sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool, cuckoo, cuckoo, hmm. cuckoo, cuckoo. Okay. Final question. Have to ask it, of course. Wait, wait, wait. Did, did we get to our favorite part? Yeah. Yeah. Did they we ever do about that? It. Oh. Okay. Then Devin. I have to ask. Sorry. I have to ask. I have Come to ask. Come on now. Um, I really liked the end final scene. Okay. The, oh, not the end final scene, but but the fight between um, the the betrayal scene. Luke, oh. Luke, and yes. Mm-hmm. Like that I was actually good. really liked it. More than I act than the book itself. Because you still I feel felt like. sympathy for Luke in that moment. At least I did a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, definitely. I thought the lighting was really cool with like yeah. the fireworks going off, and mm-hmm. like I really liked the intensity of that scene. You got to see a little bit of I forget what the sword's name is, but uh, you got to see a little Back bit of fighter. like what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and opening portals and stuff. Um, but I think. Um, the the chemistry between Luke and Percy was really cool. That, in that was scene. my favorite relationship, I think. The way that they built that and then at the end there, I think that relationship was one of my favorites that was portrayed so far. So Yeah. Percy, like, you could see the empathy and the hurt mm. and the betray like the pain in yeah. it all. And like the the sorry when he like hits his best friend mm-hmm. like best friend but like one of his closest friends one of his from trusted, camp kind of deal like yeah yes somebody almost looked yeah. up to in a way mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, there I said it. <laughs> okay, there I said it. Okay. <laughs> okay, well now I can ask the age-old question. Yes. Was the book better? Devin? <laughs> I'm not going first. <laughs> what? I'm not. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. I think... Uh, I mean, yes, yes, the book is better, but I feel like there are moments where the like the TV show was a little bit better and other times where the TV show was not a little bit better. Like, um, I feel like there it it came in and out um, in terms of like, I mean, there's a different kind of feeling when you see it being portrayed and coming to life Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. just like all in your brain kind of deal. Um, so I like the, the, the idea of being to like see it come and have other people experience it kind of deal. Um, but overall, I think the book is better. I think, yeah, like the book is better. That's where the story comes from. I engaged with it a lot, like as I was reading it, but I do think that this, this telling of it more than the movie lives up to the book. In my in my opinion, just like watching it, I I felt a lot closer to the original telling of the story as I was reading the first book um, than the movie ever gave me any like feeling about. So I would say, like, is this show better? I don't I wouldn't call it better, but I would say it actually lives up to telling the Percy Jackson story. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't I don't hate it. I think I think it did what it needed to do, especially as a kid's show. Um, I think it did well. The last two episodes really kind of saved it for us. They were the redeeming moments. They were (laughs) just through like episode six. We were like still very heavily and like, yeah, the book is way better. Right. And then episode seven and eight, we were like, oh, that brought it up a lot closer. It was good. Book still better, but show like is pretty close now. Like it it is. It was a good telling, a a good adaptation. I think we're predisposed to say the book is better because we always read first and most (laughs) of the time it happens. Right. That's why the fact that this show even like kept us engaged. I'm like, Okay, that means it's pretty good. Like, it's pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Jimmy is calling for me and knocking on the door. Oh, hi, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, buddy? Yeah, I hear Jane screaming downstairs, making Tom miserable. (laughs) Well, um, thank you for coming on with us again. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Yeah, Uh, thank you for having us. It's fun. Do you want to share anything you guys have going on right now? Tell yeah, people where they can find plugs. you. Yeah, so you can find us at We Ship a Podcast on Instagram. You can find us on our website, but it is super old and we do not use it. So, like, please go on <laughs> hey. Instagram first. <laughs> we feel that. Um, yeah. yeah. Email us, we ship a podcast at gmail.com. Um, and what we're working on right now, so we're finishing up our fifth season mm-hmm. um, with the Marvelous Miss Maisel. And uh, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. So that'll be like the end of our fifth season. And then we're going to take a hiatus. And then we're going to come back with like a killer sixth season. And I say this because Dirty Dancing is involved. And Devin almost (laughs) said that it shouldn't be. He was like, nobody's going to care about that. And we got so much You're just going to keep bringing this up again and again. I would bring it up every time. But so... 
the sixth season will be a ton of fun, including Dirty Dancing. What else? <laughs> 90210. We had Once Upon a Time is coming Ooh, up. So we've got okay. a lot. There's a lot on that show. We, we've got a lot coming up to look forward Ooh, to. Oh, the Emma and Hook episode. I cannot mm-hmm. wait. Hook I will is be. the hottest man alive. He is so attractive. <laughs> oh. oh, Killian. Have you seen it? You've seen it, Devin, right? Okay. I've so seen it. I don't know if I finished it. But it's I've a seen tough one to get all the way before. through. <laughs> it is a tough one to get all the way through. I so have it, it comes past. in waves. For we sure. have uh, two really long shows to get through, but it'll be worth it. I think I am yes, very yes, excited. Do. So definitely go we, check them out. I know two one zero is. <laughs> Ooh, I haven't watched that one either. But if you want to get into like some of the OG stuff, like Dawson's I'm Creek, you. I'm there. Yes, um, Dawson's Creek. Yeah. They, um, the OC, I can do the OC. I've seen oh, all of that yeah. one. <laughs> Every time I mention a long show, Devin just cringes a little bit. And I'm like, you I'm sorry, buddy. You watched all of Friends, okay? Gilmore Girls was a tough one for Friends him. Yeah. Or Gilmore. Ooh, Gilmore Girls is hard for me. That I was really long. liked it as like a teenager. And then when yeah. I tried rewatching it as an adult, I was like, ooh, Rory. Rory, what are you doing? Being a mom, I feel like totally yeah. ruins it. Cause you're just like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the grandma, <laughs> like Lorelai's mom. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. like Lorelai in that show yeah, now. I'm like, that's everybody it. else sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we have a lot to rant about in the coming season. Well, we're very excited. Definitely go check them out if you haven't already. Um, we've also done. I'm sure we'll have you on again. That's next. Yes, yes. <laughs> we've done lots of episodes with them. We'll do more in the future. So uh, we love. We ship it. Thanks. We love you guys too. We ship our podcast. <laughs> That's the real ship. That's the real ship right, right there. That's my OTP right there. Um, Well, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, We, yeah, we'll definitely hear from you guys again soon. So (laughs) thanks again, guys. Thanks for having us. See you guys. All right. So there are obviously lots of different thoughts and opinions there (laughs) all over Um, the board honestly from one end of the spectrum to the other (laughs) um but we are just so thrilled with basically just the experience we got to have by getting everybody's different perspectives and hopefully everybody listening you enjoyed it as well and we just felt that after so many episodes of hearing our thoughts um, it would be pretty cool to get some other people's thoughts and viewpoints on uh, this show. So thanks again to the newest Olympian, Kiwi and the Bird, and We Ship It for joining us. We had a blast and it was just really fun. <laughs> it was super fun. With that being said, some final thoughts from us because we, we have to. Um, to tie everything <laughs> in a pretty little bow. You as, know, as we're pretty just as can be. <laughs> a messy but well-intentioned little bow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just going to give a few final thoughts just about the series as a whole. Now that we've seen the whole thing, kind of been able to digest it a little bit mm-hmm. and really think about the whole thing. I personally... I think that those last few episodes um, or the last two episodes, we mentioned this before, definitely saved the series as a whole for me. 
it wrapped a lot of those loose ends up pretty nicely. And while obviously when I'm comparing it harshly to the book, mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this? Like, there's so much. <laughs> obviously, we just did a whole four episodes on it. There were a lot of changes. Right. But if I give myself permission to set the book aside and just focus on the series as its own entity, I think it's cute and fun. I enjoyed it as a whole. There's definitely some rough patches. Uh, Some of the parts are a little harder to watch than others. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that part of that comes from it being a new series. And part of it comes from it just being targeted at children. I am not the target audience, as we discussed at length with Mike. Yeah, it's not made for us. And so I have to remind myself of that and think of it as a children's show and put myself like in, you know, more of a 12, 13 year old mindset and be like, okay, if I was 12 or 13 right now, this would be my ish. Like I would be all over this. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think as a whole, I did enjoy it. And I am really excited for season two. Yeah. I, I think if I had to say my kind of final thoughts, it would be, I'm excited to watch the show again, having discussed so many different perspectives and points of view with, um, well, really just with everyone, I'm, I feel like my thoughts aligned very similarly with some people like Devin. <laughs> uh, whereas, yeah, like um, Kimi and Mike both offered like very different viewpoints on some things that I really didn't think about. Um, I've also seen some other discourse online uh, just since the whole season has been released that has made me stop and ponder about different things, right? Like I went hard in the episode about Waterland and how mad I was about that change. (laughs) Yes. And I'm still mad about it. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I, I saw somebody post something about how they really felt like it was a perfect example of both Percy and Annabeth's fatal flaws, where of course there was no question in Percy's head that, of course, I'm going to I'm going to be the one to sit down in the chair. Like, of course, it's going to be me because his fatal flaw of that loyalty and just he's always going to sacrifice himself for others. Like, no, no, if ands or buts. Right. And Annabeth not leaving, immediately going to the back of Hephaestus's like unbeatable machine. And she being like, yeah, I can figure this out. I can dismantle this. Right. And that fatal flaw of hers, which is hubris. Right. And it's I didn't see it that way when I first watched it. Very, I think, astute like perspective and per um, like perception on that person when they were watching that episode made me give a little bit more credit to the writers and that change. (laughs) Still would have rather seen it done the way it happened in the book, but um, basically, with that being said, my like final thoughts is just excitement and optimism for how much better season two can be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just I wonder how I'll see things differently on a second watch through when I'm not watching it and reading the book like immediately right after each other, you know? Yeah, it it was I don't know if I've 
done that harsh of a critique in a while. Since like Harry Potter. <laughs> Almost since Harry Potter. I think there's maybe been one or two other books we've done where I've been pretty like back and forth book to show, book to show, book to movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been a while. Normally I'll read the whole book and then watch the whole movie. But because of the way we broke this up, it really was like read a few chapters, watch an episode, yeah, read it, a few chapters. It was watch a an really episode. different it was, perspective. It was almost (laughs) tough to fully enjoy the show because Mm -hmm. I was being so critical. But again, I was (laughs) repeatedly being sucked back into the book world. Yeah. Which, you know, is the original. It's the 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 core of and it holds a very tender spot in my heart. But I do need to kind of let that settle again and then yeah come back (laughs) rewatch the show i'm excited to binge the show i'm curious how it goes when you watch all of them and are not waiting Mm -hmm. so many weeks in between each episode uh to watch all eight of them kind of back to back and then yeah to not have the book so fresh that maybe some of the smaller changes I don't notice as much and it's like, yeah, the big changes are there, but I expect them so I can kind of go into it knowing what's mm-hmm. coming and try to go in with a better perspective. I'm with you. Sorry, a program on my computer just opened on its own. <laughs> yeah, you suddenly okay. were very illuminated. <laughs> I'm like, hello. Okay, so then I guess, and I know we we have already discussed this a little bit with each of our guests, but just final once and for all to answer the question that we are all about here at the book was better is once and for all was the book better yes yes i mean that yeah that hasn't changed that hasn't changed for me either so um like we've mentioned the show did come back and make it a much closer call there in the end oh yeah but the book is still it you can't beat getting the perspective and the inside thoughts of Percy from that first person perspective in the book. Like it's yeah, the insights and storytelling it gives is just really hard to match on screen. So yeah, to make a sports analogy, I would say the show really came back in the fourth quarter, scored a lot of points, but did not beat the book. It was, yeah. it, you know, it went from it a total wipeout to a close best. game, <laughs> but it could not win out in the end. Right. Um, we don't have any f- fan faux pas to share this episode. Um, no. But you <laughs> basically just listened to a bunch of other people's thoughts, which, again, we really enjoyed doing. Uh, please let us know if this kind of format recap thing Um was entertaining for you and if you'd like to see us kind of dabble in this sort of content going forward but and as far as you know this whole percy jackson series goes with breaking it up into these multiple episodes and you know kind of the way that we did that this is our first show comparison that we've done so definitely if you liked this format if you wish it was more condensed if you wish it was longer which would be crazy i feel like it was already so long (laughs) (laughs) but any any ideas um or things you'd like to see more in show versus book um 
comparisons going forward, please let us know because we definitely have other shows on our list that we want to cover. And Mm -hmm. so we want to make sure that we're covering it in a way that makes the most sense. I mean, that's basically it for Percy Jackson season one. Um, Obviously, we will be back when season two is released, whenever that is. Um, It was only just announced so uh, that it was greenlit. So we really don't know when we can expect that. And And edit and yeah. So hopefully it's quick, but realistically it won't be. So (laughs) we will be doing Stardust next. Um, That's another favorite movie of mine, but I have not read the book before. So it'll be a first. So if you have thoughts on the Stardust book versus movie, make sure you head over to our social media to leave your fan faux pas. And we are definitely interested in hearing your thoughts. I mean, any other announcements that you can think of, Tay, before we sign off? No, this has been long enough. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) Yeah, like we'll get out of your guys' ears. But um, like always, we really appreciate you for listening, for joining us and being here in our little Book Was Better community. And please leave a comment, rate, review, whatever all those things are on whatever platform you are like enjoying this on I'm like and if you're on viewing i don't know youtube <laughs> subscribe that's a thing that's different I think that's a thing even on the listening like you can subscribe or follow i think on apple podcast all right and there Spotify you go too so, so subscribe anyway. or like or comment or on or all, all of those the things. things we appreciate you all and we hope that you have a great week and don't forget to read